Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Working Title with Keyshawn Rains. This is your host. Today's episode features someone that I am so inspired by. And my heart is so filled with joy right now because I recently had the opportunity to connect with her on an entirely new level, get activated all over again to be my most amazing self and most importantly to get loved up. Today's guest is a phenomenal human being. She is an author. She is a teacher. She is a speaker. She is a guide. She is a motivator. Most importantly, her method, her message, her mantra is to get loved up. Her efforts in this world are to impact this world coming from a place of love. (sighs) Today's guest is the one, the only Miss Koya web so sit back get comfortable relax into a couple of long deep cleansing breaths and get ready for another conversation We Hi. made it. We did. I'm so- <laughs> Here we are. I How am are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. How are you? Good. I'm I'm well. I'm good. I am um it's a little rainy outside. I'm out in Virginia, like the DMV DC area. It's a little rainy outside today. So it's a perfect day to be indoors and be quiet <laughs> and be still and and edit and record. But um, but I'm good. And I've just been like I was just on uh, your Instagram earlier today and was just looking like there was an event. Um, I think it was like over the weekend or something uh, that I saw that you were speaking at. And I was like, wait, my friend Ashley was there too, small world. It was just one of those moments where I realized that everybody's just so connected in one way or another. There's like two degrees of separation between everybody these days. So I was feeling pretty good about that and just excited for this conversation so I just I appreciate you for making the time and for being available and for saying yes um this is a this podcast is a really it's a passion project for me it's something that's near and dear to my heart and um something that I just started kind of on a whim last year just feeling like I wanted to find another way to be able to connect with people and I set the intention this year to um, to reach outside of my, you know, close circle of friends um, for featured guests and said, you know what, I'm just going to put this out there and send out a couple invitations and see, you know, what works. And so far, mm. everyone that I've invited has said yes. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, just because there's so many people out there that I am inspired by that I look to for for guidance, for wisdom, for example. And so I feel super honored to be able to have someone like yourself on today. And um, I just want to, you know, express gratitude, you know, for that, because I know that we're all extremely Absolutely. busy. So to carve Thank out the you time for having me. I'm happy I can be on. It. Absolutely. So um, before we dive in, uh, I just want to invite you to um, take up as much or as little space as you'd like. Uh, The intention is for this to just feel as casual as as possible of a conversation. Um, Thankfully, you picked a a topic to talk about today, so we'll dive into that. But before we do, I just want to give you a chance to introduce yourself to the listeners. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what's up Mm. for you right now. Is it okay to put my phone on Do Not Disturb now? 
okay I'm gonna swipe up I just yes, I just is. know yes, you it said is. it might freeze Perfect. so I'm yes. just gonna <laughs> I know right? yeah no thank you for asking okay yeah, perfect it's, got it's it it's a very temperamental act uh app sometimes so yeah awesome so okay. for right gosh so much is happening right now especially with my book just being out in a month now it came out um June the mm-hmm. 11th and I have been just touring and connecting and I feel like it is a baby and it just got birthed into the world and just receiving the feedback from it and understanding that it isn't about it being perfect or hitting any amount of numbers, but just being a blessing Mm -hmm. and getting the feedback that it's already, you know, inspiring people and changing lives. That's been the most fulfilling thing Mm -hmm. that has come of the book so far. And I'm just, I'm just so excited to have this opportunity to share my journey and what's helped me get through um, different setbacks and traumas and use those obstacles as seeds for growth. Mm, that's awesome. And this is the Let Your Fears Make You Fierce. This is the book. Absolutely. Let Your Fears Make You Fierce, How to Turn Common Obstacles into Seeds for Growth. Mm, I like that. I like Thank that. You. I like that. It's no, and that's, it's, it's a beautiful approach because I think sometimes when it comes to um, dealing with traumas, dealing with obstacles, sometimes it's, it's hard to make sense of the why, <laughs> why is this happening? Why is this here? Why is this showing up in my life right now? So to be able to express ways that people can take those obstacles and really transform them into opportunities for growth, for development, for healing is uh is really powerful so that's I appreciate you for sharing that with us because it requires you to share a little bit of your story you know and that can be very vulnerable you know to put yourself in that position but um I think that's really awesome so how do you typically start your day what's what's some of your rising rituals that you can share with us oh my favorite thing part of the day is my morning rituals Mm -hmm. and just being able to wake up and just have a moment of gratitude. So the first thing that I do um, when I wake up is check the time. But then after that, I close my eyes. It lets me know how much time I have to for my morning <laughs> rituals. And so I just close my eyes and just express gratitude for all the things that I'm grateful for. And uh, sometimes I just sit in stillness. Uh, sometimes I might turn um, some music on that's inspirational or grounding, or um, I listen to a lot of different frequencies and vibrations, depending on what I'm working with at the time. Mm-hmm. And to be able to have that time for, you know, listening to those frequencies or vibrations or just sitting in stillness is just such a beautiful time. And I have a lot of what I call divine downloads happen during mm-hmm. this time in the morning, and it can last from 10 minutes two hours Mm. and depending on how much time that I have and you know sometimes it's just me sitting and listening receiving and sometimes I start you know writing and doing my free writing during that time and just writing down some of the things that are coming through so this is my favorite 
um, time because I feel like I'm, I'm rested, I'm recovered, and now I'm just an open vessel to receive from the universe, especially if I wake up around three or four. Um, that's like the spiritual hour. And so I feel like a lot can come through. And especially the last couple of days when I haven't been traveling as much, mm-hmm. I've been getting a lot of spiritual work done and I've been nurtured by my friends around me. I've been nurturing myself. Um, I'm grounded by the water. And so I feel like the, the more you slow down, the more you can feel and hear. Yeah, And I have this opportunity to just slow down a bit and I'm hearing so much more and I feel um, even more connected with spirit. And, and then after this um, time, I usually start my Nali Kriya okay. and that's just an exercise that starts with the Kapalabhati breath mm-hmm. um, or breath of fire and just, you know, breath work. I feel like breath is spirit mm. and cleansing and using this cleansing breath really does help clear out your digestion, helps mm-hmm. you de-stress, helps you really connect and open. And I really um, feel a difference when I'm able to do this practice in the morning. So I usually do that. Then after mm-hmm. that, I have like a nice... Um, quart of water I call it dirty water I put lemon and cayenne and maybe some more herbs in there have a full thing of water and then I usually go for um, either yoga or a morning walk Um, I always like to spend some time in nature just connecting with nature I feel like just connect us with spirit as well and it's very reflective of what we go through in our life when we can look at nature and see those things and then I also um, will do a, a jog or a run um, mm-hmm. before or after yoga, depending. And I always tell people I have this long, like two hour morning routine. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do all of it or most of it. And sometimes mm-hmm. I just lay in the bed and I'm, I'm okay with that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, like and then a gym, I might throw a gym in there like three times a week, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Usually I will go to the gym and work out. Um, because I love doing that as well. Being a athlete, you know, that's still in my blood. So just go to mm-hmm. the gym. So that's pretty much. And then I have like a superfood smoothie. And that's kind of the start of my day. My After my smoothie, usually I, I get into like um, my emails and, you know, mm-hmm. connecting with my team and things like that. But that morning time of just like going within, connecting with nature, taking care of my body and my mind and my spirit that usually happens before, you know, I do some writing and, you know, mm-hmm. um, a post goes up on my account before, um, you know, during that time as well. But mm-hmm. other than that, that's kind of just like my time to like, just check in. Yeah. Do you find that it's easy? I mean, not easy, but do you find that it's, that it's just as easy for you to kind of continue your rising rituals when you're away from home like when you're traveling on the road and things like that or is it a little more difficult it's definitely not easy it's definitely okay. more difficult it's <laughs> okay. so difficult when I'm on the road I'm just like it's so many distractions mm. and you know usually when I'm on the road I'm teaching and I definitely try my best to mm-hmm. Um, you know, make sure I get a place with a bathtub so I can, you know, be in the bubble bath, you know, that's one of my evening rituals, but, Mm -hmm. but when I don't, and when it's a a long day and I need more sleep, I'm more for that short morning ritual. (laughs) Maybe maybe I I read a book, you know, like on the plane or, so it definitely does change when I travel. And that's why 
I have, I um, encourage people to make, you know, different rituals and don't feel bad if you don't get it done, change it up Mm -hmm. here and there, Um, you know, listen to different people. Everyone has their own rituals. And I feel like the more that you're kind of like free with it and Mm -hmm. and even gentle with ourselves, I feel like us, you know, even as women, we're, we're nurturers by nature and we're always, you know, focus on, you know, taking care of others and focus on being perfect and getting everything right. Um, and I feel like this, this rising rituals times is a time where we can just be whatever we want to be, let come up, yeah. whatever wants to come up and just be okay with it. Yeah. And I feel like that's the most important, whether you're at home, whether you're traveling. And I try to be, do that for myself. Like, even if I can't do all the things, I'm like, that's okay. And Mm -hmm. if I want to just sleep, I sleep. If I want to just wake up and dance to my favorite (laughs) music, (laughs) I do that. And so whatever Mm -hmm. I'm called to do, but I usually try to have that moment of gratitude every single morning. That's the constant. Um, And the meditation time, that's something that happens pretty much every day. It's rare if that wouldn't happen or didn't happen. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when everything else, you know, the yoga and usually I always get in the Nali Kriya as well, but you know, mm-hmm. as you get down the line, those are the ones, if I have enough time, I might modify or shorten. Um, and I usually always try to have that refreshing water in the morning after my Nali mm-hmm. Kriya practice. So yeah, that's a really good one. I'm going to pick that one up and borrow that one from you to have the dirty water in the morning. Cause I've had like one of my sisters challenged us to, um, you know, just keep like a bottle of water next to the bed, just, you know, regular water and have that be the first thing, you know, like when you wake up before you actually like go for tea or go for coffee, like drink some water. And then she said, actually stand in the mirror and drink your water. And we're like, why do you want us to stand in the mirror? And for her, it was, it was the op- the opportunity of like seeing yourself kind of nurturing yourself and having this cleansing moment with yourself in the mirror with your glass of water. So my sisters and I all did it for like a month and it actually kind of stuck and it became part of a ritual that I never really included before. Um, my ritual similar is having that moment of pause, stopping in the morning to be able to just be in my body, you know, temporarily coming out of that sleep state and that dream state and and being back in this physical body is something that I find very important and very grounding, you know, um, being an active person, moving around a lot, you know, going from here to here to there. Sometimes when we wake up in the morning and we know we have a full day, you know, our schedule is impacted that there's a part of us that wants to just like get in and just get, get to it and just plug in right away. But having that moment of pause to just, be still and having that moment of gratitude is so important. Um, I have a good friend, Naomi, who uh, challenged me with um, doing, we're sharing our gratitude. So we're like gratitude accountability buddies. So each morning, um, no matter where she is in the world or me in the world, we send each other an email with our gratitude list. And it's just like free writing through email, no rhyme or reason. And it's cool because as part of the gratitude experience, we end it with affirmations you know these are things that I'm calling into my life and also we end it with three areas that we want to show up a little more for ourselves that day Mm -hmm. so it became this really beautiful exchange between us and now it's like every morning I I know it when I check into my email however many hours have gone by between when I woke up and when I see my email I know I'm going to see her gratitude as well so it's kind of cool and it, it serves as like a really cool bonding experience as well so that's gratitude amazing. is, yeah, it's it's been pretty awesome. So, 
the the topic that we're going to dive into a little more today is around manifesting and manifestation. And I want to just start with um, letting you describe what does manifestation mean to you? How does it show up in your life? What does it look like? Mm, that's such a good question. And I believe manifestation is just a sign that you're vibrating in love consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it's no specific time. Um, some things can happen quickly. Some te- things can take years to happen. But when it is happening, for me, it's a sign that I'm vibrating at this love consciousness where I'm attracting what it is. I'm putting most of my intention and my energy, my conscious and my unconscious energy into. And when I when I do that and when I teach it, I really focus on the fact that it's a vibration manifestation is a vibration and when you can get an alignment with that frequency and it's a vibration of love and I feel like love is what we see so right now I feel like when I'm looking out the window like at the water and it's like I'm manifesting this experience right now Mm -hmm. um my my level of low consciousness is at this level right now this is what I've manifested in my life from my thoughts, my actions, my words, my mental, mm-hmm. spiritual, and physical self. And, um, and when you break it down to that, I feel like people can grasp it grasp it mm-hmm. a little bit better and like, okay, well, how do I manifest? Because it's not just about thinking. It's not just about mantra. All of those things are a part of it. Mm-hmm. But in totality, it's how are you mentally, spiritually, and physically in alignment with that that you want. Mm. And the yeah. more that you are in alignment with what you want, the more that you will see that manifesting in your life because it's on the same vibration. Right, right. And part of the the alignment is, is the awareness of like, what is it that I want and where am I in relation? You know, whether it's manifesting something very physical, you know, material, like a new house or a new car or, you know, something, or if it's manifesting something that's on a more subtle level, like maybe I'm manifesting a certain feeling. I want to get to that feeling. And where am I in relation to that feeling? And I like the idea of looking at it as a vibration, because I think that you're right, it makes it a little more tangible. It makes it a little more palatable for someone who, you know, this manifestation stuff might still be very new or very like woo woo out there, you know, new agey or something for them. So to make it something like, look at it, like this is, I like to look at it as a journey. You know, my destination is the, is the experience that I'm hoping to have, whether it's a feeling or a material manifestation and me, me getting there is part of the process. And that's the journey of getting to that love consciousness or getting on that vibration, almost like getting on the right road to end up if I want to drive from LA to San Diego there's a couple of different ways I can get there but I got to get on one of those roads if I want to end up there and so that's what I think about when I think about manifestation and alignment how it is a very deliberate and intentional um, experience as opposed to just this magical thing showing up and I know sometimes for me I'll have those moments those manifestation moments where I'm like I remember when I asked for this I remember when I set this intention and now it's happening and there's a moment of joy, you know, that happens when it shows up, especially if it's an experience or if it's a desire that you've had in your heart for a really long time and then it shows up and you're like, thank goodness, here it is. So um, would you share like a manifestation moment with us, one that stands out to you? Um, absolutely. And thank you for that download. It's really beautiful. I think that um, 
it really does focus on where your awareness is as well. Mm-hmm. And that's a big mm-hmm. way to dial in on what you're, what you're manifesting. And um, I'll just talk about what is present for me right now, just being in mm-hmm. my home. I remember mm-hmm. when I first moved into this complex um, that I'm living in now, and I've been living here on and off for the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. And when I first moved to California, I said, oh, I want to live near the water. I just love mm-hmm. the water. It feels so good. The breeze, the connection, everything you know, I love about the water. And then uh, once I moved into this complex, I wanted a studio. And mm-hmm. the um, housing director showed me like this one bedroom. It was like $300 more. So it was a little bit above mm-hmm. my budget. I was barely mm-hmm. on the studio budget, but <laughs> I walked in and it was like double the size, walk-in mm-hmm. closets, beautiful kitchen. And they were like, it's only $300 more. I was like, I can make $300 more a month. Okay, I'll take mm-hmm. it. And so <laughs> I took it and mm-hmm. I stretched myself and... That just goes to show that I am manifesting this place. But once I saw this new place, my awareness was like, oh, you like this, but what about this? So my awareness switched from, oh, this is good to like, oh, wow, this is even better. So then my actions had Mm -hmm. to match my awareness of actually, I want something a little bit bigger and this is going to be better for me in the moment. And so I switched my awareness to, okay, I want to manifest a bigger place. And so my actions then were to go to Costco, grab a Mm -hmm. massage table at the time. I was good at Mm -hmm. massage. I started massage. (laughs) I called it my rent table. I started doing massages. I started cooking. Um, I've been vegan for 14 years. So I started cooking raw vegan food out of my home and selling it um, Mm -hmm. to my community. And I was able to pay the rent. And I really manifested this place because I allowed myself not to be like, well, I want this, so I deserve it. I'm just going to have it. But my actions had to match my awareness of this is what I want and then when I was there um, after a couple years I would see Mm -hmm. these houses and I'd always want to wake up with an ocean view and Mm -hmm. so for like the four years I was like oh I want an ocean view one day I'm gonna have an ocean view I'm gonna save up for ocean view Mm -hmm. and so now my awareness was shifting as I am grateful and I think gratitude Mm -hmm. is part of the process of manifestation. So Mm -hmm. it's first awareness, be aware of what is it that you really want and why. And I feel like people listening to this who are interested in manifesting, really knowing what is it that you want and that why part, not just I want it because someone else has it on Instagram or someone else has it in the media, but why do I want this? How is it going to bless me? And how is me having this going to bless the world and me? Time for a break, time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day, is to breathe. So I invite you right now to allow three deep, intentional breaths to enter and exit your body. And by the time you're done, we will be ready to continue. Thank you so much for listening. Having a really secure grounding foundation for my home is really important in the work that I do um, in, in helping other people. So 
I was like, my why is I feel more nurtured, more connected when I can wake up and look at the water. So Mm -hmm. for four years, the first one, it happened that day. I mean, because Mm -hmm. I moved myself that fast. I was just Mm -hmm. like, all right. Or maybe it was a week before I had to tell them that I wanted the place, but it happened pretty quickly. But this next manifestation, it took four years. It took four Mm -hmm. years of me doing the work, continuing Mm -hmm. with the the vision. And that's the second thing after... um, really deciding okay what it is that I want and then why and then I had to go into the visualization and visualization is the next step to manifesting what you want just seeing the visual of yourself mm-hmm. in there what it looks like and then um, the fourth step is feeling like how will I feel when I have this place with the ocean view? So I went through all these steps for four years. I mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted. I knew why. I would visualize it in my mind. I would feel it in my body, mm-hmm. and then I did the work. I worked yeah. for it. I um you know I taught classes. I taught yoga classes. I taught cook- cooking classes. I did massage. I did I did everything that I knew how to do and that I love to do and I think Mm -hmm. that's important important as well a lot of people are wanting to manifest things but they're doing things that they don't want to do and what happens when you're doing something that you don't want to do you're actually changing your frequency and as as I said in the beginning it's about being Mm -hmm. in in alignment and usually everything that's in alignment and going through the circle of life is in alignment with love so once you start doing something that you love don't love you take yourself out of this alignment out of this this beautiful cycle of life and so it's going to take even longer so there was some times during there where I was like oh let me try this thing I remember I did it's kind of embarrassing now but I played lingerie basketball I was like oh I like lingerie I like basketball why not play lingerie why basketball not? Go together. Like sure. and at the time you know bless my heart I, just, I had all the good intentions and I was actually really good you know I had lost mm-hmm. my jumper I had lost like you know my um, my skills on the court but mm-hmm. it was a detour because I was mm-hmm. doing it because I was an extra you know a little cash in my pocket per month right. And I did like basketball, but I wasn't too keen about playing basketball in lingerie. lingerie. Um, After I got into it, the cattiness of it, the, and a lot of times we get into things with good intentions, like, oh, this sounds like fun. But then when we're Mm -hmm. in it, we realize, ooh, this is Mm -hmm. not the thing, right? This (laughs) is not, back up, back up, back up. Wait a minute. What am I doing? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And so when we're in that, Mm -hmm. the challenge is then how quickly can you get out? (laughs) You know, because... Mm -hmm. we all make mistakes we all not even mistakes or make do things that we feel like oh yeah this is a great thing but then we realize actually the frequency is off I'm not feeling good about this anymore so actually I want to I want to switch and so I still had to finish the season so here I am Mm -hmm. in this and I didn't have to I could have just quit but I was like well I want my check at the end of the month and I don't want to be seen as a quitter and all these reasons and I stuck in it and so the universe because they the you know I was still trying to manifest these other things that I want this ocean view home and so I ended up getting an injury and so yeah I completely ruptured my ACL um plant and the cattiness of it like we me and this I had this rival and she just like hated me and I remember asking her to her face I was like why do you hate me it was evident what she would do this? things I was like why mm. do you hate me and she literally looked at me in my face and I was like I don't know 
And I oh. believed her. She she You're really like, didn't know. Okay. Yeah. She, she, I was like, I, I believe you actually because mm-hmm. you don't have any reason. Like I've not done anything to you. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind to you. And so, you know, a lot of times, and that's why I tell people like, hey, this person's treating me mean they have no reason to. And I say you have to understand that a lot of times when you are shining your light, mm. just like the sun, you're going to bless people and you're going to be a benefit and a blessing to people but you're going to burn some people yeah some people are going to be burned by the light because maybe they need a little more sunscreen than other people maybe um it's reflecting something that they're not ready for and Mm -hmm. so um so that was really hard for me and so when I got the injury even though I was hurt and I thought I would never do any sport again I was Mm -hmm. on crutches I Mm. couldn't do a lot of things but a lot of times when we're out of alignment with what, what it is we really want, there will be a shift. Sometimes yeah. it's a car accident. Sometimes it's a physical accident. Sometimes it's just like a revelation, um, epiphany that happens during meditation. But at that time, it was an injury. And I was so, so, so sad and hurt. But at the end of the day, once I took time to slow down and go back to my meditation, because then I was out of it. It's all about basketball and winning and mm-hmm. the next gossip on the street, which I hated, mm-hmm. but I was in it because I'm around all these women and it's the right. main thing that we did every day. Um, right. And even though I wasn't saying much, I would still mm-hmm. be listening. So you're a part right. of it. So once I was out of that vibration and back at home doing more meditation and writing and healing of my injury, I was able to get back into that vibration of what Mm. it is that I wanted. And so I'm like, okay, well, what can I do now with, with these crutches? I can focus on healing. So I shifted to healing my body, taking the herbs that I need and sharing that with others. So Mm -hmm. here I am back in this vibration. And then, um, a year after I moved to my, um, Ocean View apartment. And so wow. I just wanted to share that story because it's not like mm-hmm. all glitter, like, oh yeah, I wanted this. This didn't happen. No, I went yeah. through pain and I detoured as well. And right. then eventually when I got back on track, got back on the vibration, then I was able to manifest um, what I'd been hoping for in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. I thank you for sharing that. And it's it's so it's so real because I think that sometimes what happens for people is they think of manifestation as like a magic. And I mean, there is magic in it. Of course, there's magic, you know, all around us and there's all, there's all, um, there's ancestors, there's, you know, whatever spiritual presence that speaks to you at your heart is present and working in your favor. However, it doesn't mean that it's effortless. You know, I think that manifestation is, is a process. It's an intentional process and it never the journey to that goal or that journey to that desire is typically something that we have no idea exactly what it's going to look like we just know like you said the awareness of this is what I want and I've identified the reasons that I want it are beyond just material you know acquisition or just having stuff I don't want to just have stuff just to have stuff but I want to have this particular home because by having this home it's going to create a certain environment for me that's really going to put me in the best possible place to go back out into the world and serve and Mm. that's what it's about and getting back to that place and knowing that if we're coming from that place of intention that the journey might be crooked it might take a lot of detours we might go all the way back to square one but as long as we maintain the connection to the awareness as to why we started it in the first place, why this manifestation is so important, why it means so much to us, then we're always going to find our way back. 
we're always going to find our way back to the beginning, back to home, back to the why. And I think that comes up a lot, you know, for um, for people who are doing this work in the in the holistic community, the healing community, the health and wellness community, the yoga community. Um, I've talked to a couple friends and other, you know, guests on the podcast that are new yoga teachers or just recently got certified or maybe exploring Reiki and want to be, you know, a professional, you know, Reiki master. And they're looking for ways to like build a business out of it. And their focus is on the business and the, you know, the recognition and the fame, so to speak of it. And my message to them is always the same is, well, what brought you to your mat in the first place? Why did you want to learn this work? What does it mean to you? How did it actually work for you and show up in your life in a way that even makes you want to share it with other people? Because that is ideally where you're going to be coming from. And everything else has a way of just falling into place. And that path has a way of just manifesting under your feet for you to walk on it as long as the fuel that's pulling you forward or pushing you forward is coming from that, that very place that brought you to it in the first place. So that um so yeah thank you for that story what what brought you to your mat the very first time do you remember absolutely it's it's so vivid and you know quite painful as well um and that was one of my first big injuries which I was a track and field runner Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was slated to win the conference the next year. I was mm-hmm. team captain. I was just so focused on, you know, letting this career in track and field um, lead me to the Olympics so that I can win the gold medal and make a mm-hmm. make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And when I was walking um, home from school, I actually got a sharp pain in my back and they took me to the doctor and I found out I had a stress fracture. So when I found this out, I was like, okay, all right, maybe I'm going to be out like a week or month or, you know, and I talked to my coaches, they're like, no, you're out for a season. It's pretty bad. And it was devastating. I was in shock. I was like, no, no way. You know, because when you're out there, you basically feel like Superwoman. Nothing Mm -hmm. can touch you. You're, you're good. I wasn't really sleeping. I was training way too hard. I wasn't taking care of myself like I should. I was definitely getting in a lot of time on the track and studying a lot, trying to be the best student athlete I can. I ended up graduating with a 3.8, but I wasn't allowing myself enough time for rest and recovery. So a stress fracture is just an overuse injury. It's Mm -hmm. just like you're, you know, um, putting too much pressure on your body. And it happened to my lower back, which affects everything. Anyone out there listening that's ever had a lower back injury is just like, uh, you know, it, Mm -hmm. it affects you sitting up, it affects you sitting down, it affects your walking, everything. So... I was going to class. I was so sad. I was depressed. I was crying in classes and I'd be fine. And then I just burst out into tears. And a teacher was like, you know, Corey, I love you, but I'm going to have to ask you to go to a counselor. It means obviously you're really hurting. um, And I think you need to talk to a counselor about it. And so I went to the counselor and she recommended yoga. And at the time, like, what is yoga? Look, I can't worship Buddha. I'm Southern Baptist Christian. Like, this is not going to work. Right. And she's like, no, no, no. It's not like a religion. It's just stretching. So I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. I'm like, I don't even want to be here. So whatever. Just toss me in a class. I'm going to sit in the corner. Um, And so 
I went in the class and I see all these yogis and I see people doing headstands and lotus. I'm like, I is no way. This is not for me. I'm an athlete. Right. Exactly. I'm an athlete. This is this is it's mind numbing when you you know you're you're not doing what you want to do and you get tossed into something that you can't do and you can't do the thing you love and you can't even do the new things. So I felt so defeated. I felt so intimidated. I felt like I didn't belong. And so here I am. I'm trying to feel better and I feel worse and so I'm just in the corner probably sulking and the teacher comes over to me and she's like Hoya, I want you to just breathe um and I took a big inhale with her and exhaled and I felt this tingling sensation in my body and I remember when I felt that for the first time and it's when I decided to get baptized and I remember asking my parents, you know, when am I going to know when I should get baptized? What am I going to know? Mm-hmm. They're like, you'll feel it. You'll know. You'll feel it. Like, well, what am I supposed to feel? And then when I felt that feeling, I was like, oh, that's spirit. It's this time. It. That's mm-hmm. it. So I got baptized. And then, so when I took this deep breath, I felt this tingle in my body. I was like, oh, God, that's spirit. I was like, this is good. Mm-hmm. And I that knew is. right away, like, I was like, this, this, this is good. This feels good. I can do this. I can do this breath thing. Yep. I can't do that headstand. I remember I can't trying do the headstand to, today. Trying but... to do the headstand. I remember I had a lot of hair, so I consider myself tender headed. And here I am trying to do a headstand. I feel like my brain is gonna ooze out of my skull. And I'm looking at these people like, how are they standing on their head? We just got a different mm-hmm. type of head. That's not Once gonna we work must for have, me. Right. We, we must, must have, have a, a different type of head. Or something. Yeah. Right. And now I can stand on my head for like a whole minute, you know. But mm-hmm. then I just it was unbelievable to me. I like I right. just felt like this is not me. Um, and I can't do it. So fast forward to going through the practice of breath work and meditation Mm -hmm. and yoga. Um, And eventually after a couple of months, I was able to start swimming and biking and build my strength. And after a year, I was able to return to the track, run the complex Mm -hmm. meet in the heptathlon, um, first place in the high jump and the hurdles. And I led my team to its first women's conference championship. So that was my first experience with yoga. Yoga was a beautiful, beautiful gift. I love that. And you know, what's funny is that I ask this question of pretty much anybody who is, um, you know, a yoga teacher or has a practice of yoga, even those who, you know, who don't teach is like what brought them to the mat and our stories, our journeys are so similar. You know, Mm. I, I, no one, no one has said, yeah, Keyshawn, you know, I was just like skipping my way to my yoga mat one day and that was how I started and it was so beautiful. It's all like injury, pain, trauma, you know, whatever it is that brings us there. And that moment that you described, that tingling feeling where you, you connect with that other part of you, that otherness, that's not the physical human part. That's not even your personality. It's just that otherness, that spirit that just resides in you all the time. And yoga is just one of the the many pathways I believe that, that brings people there. Um, but it's, it's unforgettable, you know, it's that moment. It's like I, my journey started after, you know, working a very high stress job for a huge company and just being like a worker bee constantly, never sitting still, never sleeping, not eating, not taking care of my body at all. And then, um, being let go and Mm. feeling devastated. Like, what do you mean if I'm not, this person who's this leader in sales and recognition and getting awards and all that, if I'm not that, who am I? I don't even know who I am anymore. And going through what felt a lot like a depression. And it was a close friend of mine who I'm 
our kids went to school together from a very young age who invited me to uh, a yoga class and I had heard of it. I, you know, live in Long Beach I lived in Long Beach for 12 years and there was like free yoga that happens every day out on the bluff. And there's like hundreds of people and I would see them like, what are those people doing over there? That looks interesting, but would never stop. And she said, come with me to this class. And I was like, okay, fine. So I was, you know, cheerleader and played soccer and track in high school. So I was athletic enough to be able to, in my mind, win the yoga class um, because I'm hyper competitive (laughs) at that stage. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I can do this. I'm flexible. Sure. Didn't realize that when I walked in that door and just the beginning of the class started with a meditation and then starting to slowly move into the breath and realizing how shallow my breathing was before yoga. And Mm. the teacher said to me, who, you know, ended up being one of my favorite teachers, she said, you know, if your breath is shallow, your life probably feels kind of shallow too. And Mm. I was like, what? You don't know me. (laughs) You know, (laughs) but it was one of those moments where she was speaking right to my heart. And Mm. that moment was a chance where I got to really dive super deep, not only into my, my breath and my capacity to breathe, but into the parts of myself that I wasn't giving enough breath, that I wasn't giving those parts of myself enough life to be able to thrive and to be able to shine that light as bright as it's meant to be. I wasn't giving myself that. And I didn't realize how much I needed it until I actually had a small dose of it. And at that point I was like, oh, this is it. This is, this is where it's at. So I'll definitely be back. And then took a leap of faith and took my first teacher training and built beautiful relationships. And it's just been going and going and going from there. And it's, it's definitely a moment that was a shift in my life where I started to literally live in a different way. And it was amazing. So I'm, mm. I'm grateful to, to that experience forever. So um, I want to ask you, uh, thank you. Thank you. Congratulations to you as well. When you think about what you want to be remembered for, what you want your legacy to be, what does that look like? Mm, wow, it's a very, very powerful question. What do I want to be remembered for? I want my legacy to be one of love and one of mm-hmm. love consciousness. I want people to say, yes, Koya was passionate. She was a lover. She lived life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. She was just a great person to know and to be around. And she did a lot for herself. She did a lot for others. And she did a lot for the world. And I want my legacy to be drenched in, you know, being love and spreading love consciousness. And um, I'm excited about the beautiful ways that will happen. But in whatever I do, I want it to ooze that of of connection, one of connection, one of love, one of um, compassion and just living life to the fullest, you know, enjoying my time because I feel like that enjoyment and that happiness is a choice because there's a lot of toxic and very challenging tragedies and things going on. I personally have been through a lot of trauma and tragedy and, you know, I choose not to let that define me. And I don't want my legacy to be like, oh, man, she endured a lot. She she really had it hard here on the planet. You know, mm-hmm. or rather, I, I want I want my legacy to be about the love that despite any type of challenge or any type of world tragedy, 
I, no matter how I flow through the world, I wanted to always be in a space of love and I wanted to always be in a space of connecting and sharing and supporting. And that's what I want. That's how I would like to be remembered as a creator of love, as a being of love and a spreader of love consciousness. Mm, that's beautiful. How did you, how did you show yourself love today? How did you love on yourself today? Ooh, I did my morning, <laughs> my morning <laughs> rituals. Uh, mm-hmm. I woke up this morning and I've been doing these deep hypnotherapies at night lately. Mm-hmm. And so I wake up with a lot of, you know, things that I need to release and let go of. And it'll come up during my dreams or it'll come up like after I woke in. I did a couple of sessions where I woke up and then I released and then I put on a different hypnotherapy and then I went back to sleep so I could release some more. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that we experience trauma from, you know, you know, that's DNA deep that is, you know, from mm-hmm. years and years ago. So my goal with my life is to release some of that ancestral trauma yes. that, you know, I've experienced. And so when I wake up, especially when I wake up again early, like around three or four, which I did today, um, mm-hmm. I take the opportunity to listen to specific hypnotherapies and frequencies that help me do um, ancestral healing, cell mm-hmm. and DNA cleansing. And so I did that this morning and I felt so lit and like I said I've been doing it for this whole week that I've been home and I Mm -hmm. I feel so it feels really really great and listen to Beyonce's spirit which is like my favorite thing to do in the morning (laughs) right now and then brown girl and just really you know listening to music um Mm -hmm. cleaning up my home and um just uh I did my Nali Kriya this morning Mm -hmm. I, I did some writing this morning um, and then, yeah, I just posted a podcast that I had um, filmed a while back with mm-hmm. a friend and vocal coach of mine. Um, her name is Dot. And, you know, so I just had a really nice, um, juicy morning of just, you know, taking care of myself and then doing things that I love. I didn't do everything on my morning rituals list, mm-hmm. even though I had time to. I was like, I'm just going to do the things that I really, really want to do. Yeah. And um, it felt good just to honor that. And I feel feel really happy and I felt really prepped for today I love that I love that is there a word that when you say it and when you hear it makes you feel powerful and if so what is that word Mm, well right now it is fierce because the Mm. title of my book is let (laughs) your fears make you fierce and so I feel like I am fierce and that um at the end of my book I share you know and um just a little bit on what I feel like fear is. And I created an acronym for mm. fierce and the F stands for being fit mentally, spiritually, and physically. The I stands for being intentional. The E stands for being engaged. The R stands for being resourceful. The C it stands for being conscious and the E stands for being empowered and I'm feeling really fierce right now. I'm feeling fit, intentional, engaged, resourceful, conscious, and empowered. And so that's my word. Ooh, I like that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Fierce. Oh my gosh. Fierce. Like a whole nother layer of fierceness. Goodness. <laughs> so um, the way that I like to close out each podcast is um, by sharing a little bit of a reading from um, this Oracle deck that I use called, one of the Oracle decks that I use called the Oracle of E. Um mm. 
And uh, it's a deck of 52. So just uh, select a number between 1 and 52. 25. 25. Okay. All right. Let's see. The message uh, for 25 is live in large. You are drifting hey. in an ocean of gold <laughs> blooms. As always, it's your call. You can dive in. You can backstroke all the way to Istanbul. Or you can stay in the little raft you've been rowing. It's all there, rich and luxurious as ever, waiting for your nod. Jump in. The good life is already yours. Mm. I love that. Snap, snap to that. Snap, snap to that. Uh, I say. All right. <laughs> I will, I will, I'll receive it and so it is. Lovely, lovely. Well, this Thank was such you. a pleasure for me, Koya. Thank you so much for sharing a bit of your story and your experiences. I, I trust that whoever listens to this podcast is going to to feel a sense of awareness about exactly what it means to to practice manifestation in their life to understand how important it is to remain connected to that love consciousness vibration in their life and I'm just I honor you and appreciate you for doing everything that you do and for being a light to this world and for standing firmly in your truth and just letting us experience the amazing person that you are thank you so much Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And for all of those listening as well, there's so many more steps that I go over in the book, Let Your Fears Make You Fears. So um, if they pick up a copy of that, they can do the meditation, the yoga, the chakra work, write down the limiting beliefs. It's like a workbook so they can really dive in. And it's also on audio as well. So if you have like Audible, you know, for me, sometimes it's it's hard as I'm traveling to take a physical book. So Mm -hmm. it's there for you. It's on Amazon. It's on Audible. It's it's everywhere good books are sold. So I hope people are able to pick that up. Oh, yeah. I will be sure to include ways for people to to connect with you on social media, to find you online, and also to get a copy of Let Your Fears Make You Fierce. I'll be sure to put that in the podcast notes so people know where to find it. So thank you so much. Have a lovely afternoon and rest of your your day. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Peace. You have a choice of hundreds of podcasts, and I appreciate you for choosing this one. Please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review this podcast. If you like what you've heard, check out my first book, Because I Said So, Simple Ways to Rewrite Your Story, available on Amazon. Stay connected on social media. Find me at Keyshawn Rains. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to something different and experience something new. Peace and blessings. Namaste.